This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. This Sunday, the 22nd of September, the Johannesburg Awakening Minds, or JAM, will present at the Rabbi Cyril Harris Community Center. JAM was started by Dorothy Ann Gold, who is a renowned actress and has been teaching and working with the group for seven years. She is one of South Africa's premier actresses, teachers and directors, and has performed around the world, including in London's West End, where she played opposite Sir Anthony Sher, Dame Janet Sisman, and Sir Derek Jacobi, among others. She joins me now to tell me more about the group and um, a little bit more about what you'll be doing on Sunday. Dorothy, welcome, and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Cherise. Thank you. So what what we have, what I started seven years ago in 2012, was a Shakespeare company. That might sound absolutely crazy, but Shakespeare, in a way, as a teenager, the power and magic of the language really healed me. I, as a little girl, I suffered a lot from depression. Um And if it healed me, I knew it could heal these men that I kept seeing standing at the robots, begging, with no dignity and no self-respect. That had gone out the window. Um, And so I started them with the most difficult thing that any professional actor can do, which is Shakespeare. And why? Because Shakespeare has a rhythm that is your heartbeat. It's underneath everything he writes. So that rhythm makes it easier to learn. And, of course, once a piece is explained to you, the old English, and you understand it, you can put your heart behind it in the same way as you would a vernacular language or ordinary English. So let's just take it a step back. Um, You work with JAM, which is the Johannesburg Awakening Mind. You spoke about homeless people. What is the? How did you get to form JAM, and what is its relationship to a soup kitchen that was started in Hillbrow? Okay. Um, There's a lady called Cinder Etok who has a company called Dance Azania. And she knew that I worked in Mpumalanga and the rural areas with children. She knew I worked with prisoners. And she said, there's a young man, Tando Matlodana, and um, he's been coming to dance Azania, but he really wants acting classes for his group. And I said to her, I'm overcommitted, but of course it stayed in the back of my mind. And so the last uh, Monday, I think it was in July 2012, I went to Mitchell Street, where the group was based at that time. And there were quite a sad-looking group of seven people. They'd done a little bit of art therapy. They had the newspapers to read. But three of them wouldn't even say their names at that stage. Are we talking about children or young adults? No, we're talking about Male adults, female adults. The youngest was 18. The oldest was 57. Okay. Um, and, uh, and one girl. And so I said to them, well, do you want to learn to act? Can't promise you you'll be actors. Um, and they said yes. And we started the same day. But at that stage, something as basic as standing in a circle, they couldn't do. They didn't want to look into each other's eyes. They didn't want to be facing each other. And as I say, three of the men couldn't even tell me their names. So the right to speak had been taken away from them. And basically, that's what I wanted to give them back, to say you have a right to stand on this earth. You have a right to your voice and your opinions. 
Well, since then, they've been in films. They've all been on Generations. They've done about 25 concerts now. They've been uh, recorded by the BBC. They've been on Carte Blanche. They've been on Morning Expresso. And so they have every right now to call themselves professional actors. And this is within seven-year period. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's... It hasn't happened that quickly. It might sound like mm. it has. But, for instance, Gift, one of the guys in the group, he only found his voice after about four or five years. Tsitsi still hasn't found his voice, but he's never been to school. He's been on the street since he was 11 years old. He's 32. Now, how do you find the confidence if you can't even read and write? The frustration must be immense. But Tsetse said to me at the last concert, I want to do a piece of Hamlet on my own. Oh. And I was astonished. And he did it, and I realized he just listened to the other group, the, the other men in the group doing it, and he'd learnt it in his head. Um, and so I'm happy to say that we have new members every week, I'm sure you can imagine, but they are all of a professional standard now. Um, Dorothy, can you explain to me how JAM actually works? Do you meet once a week? Where do you meet? How do you find your... Yes, I, well, sorry, I didn't answer your question before. St. Michael's and St. George's Anglican Church has had a soup kitchen going for, I think, now it's 24, 26 years. Is that in Hilborough? That's in Hilborough. On a Friday, on a Monday, is um, a peanut butter sandwich and a hot cup of tea. And on a Friday, there are prayers and a priest talking to them and then a hot cooked lunch. So on a Friday, there are about 90 people. Who go? Nine zero. Nine zero. But when I hijacked Jam on the Mondays, um, we started, as I said, with seven who went on a Monday. Now we have 20. So you, you found them at the church? I found them in this little room on Mitchell Street. Okay, right. You've got That's a room. where they okay. met for the tea and right. the sandwich. Okay. Yeah. And you walked in and, and thought, I, you know, I this is, said, oh, do you want to let's do, let's do Shakespeare? Well, yes. And honestly, three or four of them within weeks, I could see definitely had talent. The sad thing about a group like that is at that stage, a lot of them were still addicted to drugs, heroin, neopir, whatever, or alcohol. And, um, I had, we had to get through all of those hurdles. Hilary Hamburger, who is the most wonderful psychologist, but in her eighties now, she saw one of the men and, and helped him. But sometimes they go to rehab two, three times. But if you don't come out and go to a halfway house, you go straight back to those friends and back to the addiction. So about 45 have passed through my hands in those seven years. Unfortunately, four of them have passed away. Two were murdered. One died of a heart attack. And one died of pneumonia sleeping mm. on the streets. Um, but some have gone home. How, how many did you say have passed through? How many at the moment? Yes. Uh, there's 17 to 20. So you have a group of 17 to 20 adults yes. at the moment who yes. are all homeless people. Not anymore. And that's the other fantastic thing, is they're off drugs and alcohol, and 
most of them have a roof over their heads now. I say most, I should say all, because Tsetse, having been on the streets for over 20 years, does not want to go into a shelter. We've raised money for him for six months. He goes, he stays one night, he says, it's not for me. And I understand he wants the sky over his head. So he he's sleeps under a bridge choice. near so Kalani. He, so he's homeless by choice? He's homeless by choice. The others are either in shelters, which still costs us 15 or 18 rand a night. Um, and usually, the, you know, they can get that by washing cars. And you see, Sharice, this is why I will never look straight ahead at somebody who is begging at the traffic lights. I will never wind up my window. I will never not give them a smile because that was, was, was what was causing me such great pain that they needed to be seen. If I don't have five rand or two rand or whatever, I will give them a smile. I've learned the names of the people at the traffic lights from Melville, where I live, down to the Oriental Plaza, through to Rosebank, Park View, I know, and I can see that they appreciate it. Even if I wind down my window and say, how are you today, Tarb, or gee, it's hot. Mm. I haven't got money today. They say, we know, next time you'll help us. So, um, Dorothy, you've taken these men and occasional women in, and you teach them theater. You teach them Shakespeare. I suppose it starts with confidence building because you can't get your voice out until you're feeling strong. So first of all, I had to get them into their physical bodies, doing exercises to get stronger because they didn't have enough breath in their bodies. They weren't getting enough oxygen. They were malnourished. Um, so we started with the physical body and breathing, which is the basis of everything. It's what links us to our audience and to fellow human beings. We started with a bit of gumboot dancing. We started with paintings, and then their paintings were so good they were selling them. Then we started with creative writing because I sensed that they needed to get their anger and grief out and tell their own stories. So then we went to creative writing, and those stories, I don't always do them at concerts because they're very painful to listen to. If you've run away because your mother poured boiling water over you or your father was abusing your little sisters, uh, it's, it's incredibly hard. But I've got them to perform those pieces in a safe environment now where they feel happy to share, and afterwards they feel much more released. Even with the Shakespeare, I chose pieces specifically that would release grief or anger. Which Shakespeare pieces did you choose? Oh, we have such a repertoire now, Charisse. Romeo and Julius, Titus Andronicus, Macbeth, Julius Caesar, um, Twelfth Night, As You Like It, um, Hamlet, of course. So the most dramatic of the Shakespeareans. Yes. Yeah. Um, but as I say, they are used to violence on the streets and in their community. And so they understood that how violent it was 450 years ago in London as well. And they, they're not violent people. They're very non-confrontational. But they relish the language. That's what makes me happy. 
And from there, many of them have gone on to performing arts. Yes. As I say, six or seven of them now have had speaking roles on Generation Soap Opera. Now, do you I help facilitate you, that? Do? You help facilitate that. I do. I do. Look, I'm such an old bag now at 66 that I'm... You're the I'm, most beautiful old bag I've ever seen. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm the youngest radio. <laughs> I am great at networking. Um, I know a lot of people in the industry. I've worked on generations for 16 years. So that is obvious. But whether it's Isidingo, where I also acted for two years myself, I know people. And so if that is what I can lend my reputation that I built up so carefully over 52 years, if, if that's what I use my reputation for, that makes me very happy. You know, in Torah it says, you save one man, you save the world. And I remember Hillary Clinton saying when Madiba died, it's very hard to live a life of integrity and service. And it is. But that is what I want to do. I want to serve my And the community. truth is, Dorothy, some of them do go on, but I'm sure that's not the end goal. The end goal at the is to take them off the streets, to allow them opportunity to, as you said, find their voice, express their voice, and for many of them, tell their own stories. Yes, and find an agent. And now they have an agent, a wonderful woman who has taken all of them on. And so it's something to look forward to in your week, to know, oh, I've got an audition on Wednesday, and I've got an audition for a commercial on Friday. And, you know, I've just left class in Hillbrow now, and... They are constantly learning new pieces. Two of them had a, a sort of 15-minute piece from Julius Caesar, a duologue that they'd learnt, and it was word-perfect. Now, it's hard to learn words, mm. but their brains are working now. They are entitled to opinions. They debate. They say, we don't want to do the taming of the shrew because he's <laughs> abusing his wife, Petruchio. He's a, and I say, yes, you know, I've played Kate twice. I didn't think of it like that, but you're right. So they have a strength now which they didn't have before. And their own performances? Their own performances of the stuff they've written themselves. Um, well, that is endless. It goes on. Usually I have to cut those pieces a bit, only because it's hard to listen to something that's that heart-rending for 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, but they all have pieces that they've written. And the other thing I'm pleased about, because there are so many people saying Shakespeare shall be taken off the bookshelves, they have translated their pieces into Isizulu, into Isikosa. There are um, one chap from the DRC who's now the oldest man in the group, Louis. He has translated a piece into French. And so for those people who say, oh, what's the point in doing this old English stuff? Let them hear how powerful it is in Isizulu. And are you taking in new people? Every week. Okay. Every week. Um, today we we had a democratic discussion about it. And the people who've been there, the core group, said we can't take any more. Because it is hard for me to go through 20 people between 10 o'clock and 1 o'clock and give them all what I want to give them. So we've said we're keeping it at 20 now because there are a lot of new people and they need to come up to the standard of the others. So there's the company and there's the school. I can't find it in my heart to turn people away, but 
the company are who is performing on Sunday and tomorrow for the University of the Third Age. We have four performances this month, three in October, three in November, and then Foxwood in January or February. So it's just starting to roll. Um, what can people expect when they go on Sunday to the Great Park? Well, what we've selected is Shakespeare pieces that they will recognize, well-known Shakespeare pieces and sonnets, and then world poetry, some D.H. Lawrence, um, some Emily Dickinson, some T.S. Eliot. And so it's a mixture of poetry because with poetry, be it Shakespeare or D.H. Lawrence, that is when you feel the juices flowing. That is when your heart and your spirit soars. Dorothy, how many people will be presenting? Uh, ten. Ten. So Sunday evening is going to be actually a theatre production of all your favourite pieces, the pieces that speak to you, and it's all done by former homeless or currently homeless people yeah. that you have gathered. Yes. Well, Dorothy, I'm giving you a standing ovation. Oh, asking oh, for an you. encore. I'm going thank to get the you. details out. If anybody would like to go, it is this Sunday, the 27th, the 22nd of September at 7.30 p.m. We are, um, they are, the Great Park are asking for a donation of 120 and some of that will go to the actors themselves. It all goes to the actors. It will all go to the actors and you get refreshments for it. Um, please can you RSVP? You can phone Hazel Renee 011-728-8088 or you can email rchcc at telcomsa.net or renee, R-E-N-E dot S at telcomsa.net. If anybody missed those details, they are welcome to email me. I will happily give them to you again. Um, please go out and support this amazing initiative. And Dorothy, thank you so much for coming in. Um, perhaps we can talk again about the world of theatre closer towards the to. end of the year when we're all feeling optimistic about the end of the year and looking to celebrate. Yes, but I promise you that Sunday will also be optimistic. It's moving. It's inspiring. Thank you very much. Thank you. That was Dorothy Ann Gould, who has started JAM, the Johannesburg Awakening Minds.